Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number four. Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode, which is all about empty nest and when it's finally time for your baby to leave for college. Even though it's the middle of the summer, I can't help but notice that it's also that back to school time of year. I'm sure you probably feel it too, starting to see commercials, and there's that one reliable reminder, that funny Staples commercial, the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) The mere mention of it is probably going to get it stuck in your head, so apologies for that. And things are a little different for me this year too. My youngest kid is heading off to college in a few weeks. My youngest kid, my baby. I have three kids, and I've gotten some practice now that I've successfully sent the first two off to school over the last few years. I have to admit, the first time around, I felt pretty overwhelmed by the whole thing. So many thoughts and feelings swirling around. My clients tell me the same thing. They wonder out loud, where did the time go? What will they do when they don't have a kid at home? Will things ever be the same? and they know they won't. They wonder, who will they be now without the kids at home? They're thinking about how their relationship with their spouse will change. They're also wondering how their relationship with their kid will change. Overall, it can be a time of a lot of uncertainty and anxiety, and I totally lived it, and I bet you did too. Or maybe you're in the middle of it. You are a woman in the middle after all. (laughs) So how about you? Do you relate? I remember when my mom dropped me off at my dorm my first year, way back in 1981. She looked at me with tears in her eyes as she was getting ready to leave. I remember thinking to myself, what is her problem? This is the happiest day of my life. Why is she so choked up? I really didn't understand. Needless to say, though, the experience is just not the same for the parents as it is for the kids. Leaving is not the same as being left. As a woman in the middle, I'm sure you're dealing with a wide range of emotions as you navigate this whole empty nest thing. From excitement to fear, from pride to loneliness, and everything in between. The thing about feelings is that they're created by thoughts. So it doesn't really matter how many people tell you that everything's going to be okay. What's really going on in your brain is what will determine how you feel. So let's take a look at what's going on up there. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I felt a lot of fear the first time one of my kids left. I couldn't stop thinking about if I taught them everything they needed to know. I remember It was the night before my first kid was going, and it wasn't a panic attack, but I just felt so panicky. I just kept thinking, did I do my job? Did I tell them everything they needed to know? It was definitely a feeling of panic. 
I don't feel that way now. I guess practice really does help. So I've sent two kids successfully to school. It's been four years of practice. And now I know what was going on with me then. It was totally my thinking that was creating my fear. I wasn't sure that I'd been successful at teaching my kid those fundamental things he needed to know when he left to head out into the world on his own. I probably did, but I just kept spinning that there were lessons I didn't teach. When I thought that question to myself, my answer was that I hadn't, which spun quickly to something bad's going to happen because I didn't do my job well enough as a parent. My kid is going to die. It definitely went like that, like I go right to the worst case scenario. So I'm so glad that I became a coach because I've learned some amazing skills to help me through all of this. And I know I can help you too. It's so interesting. And then I learned more about sharing these important life lessons intentionally. I can't just leave it up to chance and you can't either. You have to really decide that you want to have certain conversations with your kids. You can't just leave it up into the air that it's going to happen or it might happen or it might not happen. You have to decide on purpose that you want to talk about a few things. So that's what I started to do. I started to make sure that I covered these important topics, even if some of the lessons happened right before they left or even on the car ride to school. So with my first kid, it was a panicky thing the night before. With my second kid, I didn't panic the night before, but even on the drive to university, I was still sharing these last-minute life lessons. And now with my third kid, I've learned even more, and I have this list, and I want to definitely make sure that I cover these important topics. When I think about doing what I want to do as a good parent, it calms me down. Thoughts are always connected to feelings. So I don't know if you're curious about my life lessons. I'm sure you have some of your own, but here they are in no particular order. It's a bit of a brain dump, but it covers a lot of the things that my clients have also told me that they're worrying about on the brink of empty nest when that kid is just about ready to leave. So here they are, like I said, no particular order. Cooking. Do these kids know how to make at least five things on their own? You know, you just got to wonder, do they know how to do anything other than eggs? It's an opportunity to teach them a few things. Laundry. Did they know how to fold a shirt and that you have to act quickly when it's finished in the dryer? Or you will just look like a rumpled mess. I know kids don't really care, but I don't want them walking around like that. (laughs) Drinking. Did they really understand that alcohol poisoning is a thing and that you can die? We talked about that a lot. I worked in the field for a long time. It certainly has come up a lot in our family. But when you start to think about your kid out there on his own, you know, do they know that alcohol poisoning is a real thing? Drinking and driving. Did they really know not to get in a car with someone who's been drinking? Even if the person looks completely sober and says that he or she isn't drunk and feels completely fine. Again, we've talked about this a gazillion times, but did it sink in? And thinking about whether or not it sunk in is something that my clients tell me keeps them up at night. Sex. Did they really understand that birth control is never 100%? And as a guy, because I have guys, that you have zero control once there's an unplanned pregnancy. I've been a bit surprised on this topic, 
But I've heard my clients talking about it too, that really thinking about what could happen with an unplanned pregnancy has to be part of a conversation to make you sleep better at night. Vegetables. Did they know that they have to eat them or they'll feel like crap? And they will also be on the toilet forever. Do they know that? GPAs. Did they know that they're cumulative and basically they start right away? Personal development. Did they really understand the difference between responding to what others want you to do and deciding what you really want to do? I don't know, right? If you don't have the conversation, do they know that sort of stuff? Studying. Did they know that unlike high school, they can actually do their homework during the day because they may have a lot of downtime during the day? And that when their friends come by because they're bored or looking for something to do, did they know that sometimes you just have to say no? Sometimes you have to find a study room somewhere where nobody knows where you are so that you can get your work done. Getting into trouble. Did they know that if they screw up as an adult, it's a much bigger deal? Unlike mistakes made at home or mistakes made at camp, that sort of thing. Social media. Did they really understand what they should and shouldn't share on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, and that it's pretty, like, privacy is just pretty much impossible anymore. And then employers always Google prospective employees before they hire them. I hope that if they grew up with the age of social media that they caught wind of all this stuff, but, you know, unless you talk to them, you just don't know. Living an ethical life. Did they understand the importance of continuing to be guided by doing the right thing, by honesty, by integrity, and by being an active member of whatever community that they find themselves in. Working hard. Did they really understand that nothing important in life comes easily? And that working hard also means leveraging connections and finding mentors and aggressively going after what you want. Do they know that? Keeping in touch. Did they know that they can't just disappear now that they moved out and that they have to Skype or call home at least once a week? <laughs> I made that mistake with my first kid. <laughs> you got to have these conversations. Stupidity. Did they really understand that the line between something really hysterical and incredibly dangerous or dumb is really only a second or two of bad judgment? Independence. Did they really understand that although they're living away from home, they're not really independent in the truest sense of the word because we're still paying for everything? Injury. Did they know they should call home if they end up in the hospital, even for something small, and that it's not cool for mom to find out on Facebook? Budgets and banking. Did they know that they need to stay on top of their spending and that it's a really wise idea to decide in advance how much they want to spend? And finally, speaking of phoning home, did they really know that they can call me anytime to help with any problem always? How about you? Can you relate to some of the things on my list? As I mentioned, my clients have talked to me about these things, and this list continues to grow. As a woman in the middle, though, preparing for an empty nest, making sure that these conversations take place feels so comforting, even though you know that you can continue to have important conversations after the kids leave, there's something about marking the transition that feels complete. 
like you're closing the chapter on one phase and that it will make the kids ready for the next one. Thinking that thought, I prepared my kids to live on their own, is a way better thought than, oh my God, what if I didn't teach them everything they need to know? As a woman in the middle, empty nest is a common thing that we experience together. Getting a handle on your thoughts is super important. What's going on up there? And more importantly, what's going on up there without your permission? What else are you thinking about your kids leaving for school? Another common thought my clients have talked to me about is if something goes wrong. If something goes wrong, I screwed up as a parent. Again, just because your brain wants to go there, you don't have to. Notice how that thought makes you feel. Anxious, nervous, fearful. Remember, if you like feeling that way, you know exactly what to do. Think those thoughts and you can totally freak yourself out in no time flat. (laughs) The thing about thoughts is that they're optional. And when you have the awareness of what you're thinking, you can train yourself to remember that you're not your thoughts. You are a watcher of your thoughts. You can think something else. Notice how shifting your thoughts slightly creates a completely different feeling. Try this thought. I know my kid can handle difficult things. When I think this thought, I feel more calm and assured. Does this resonate with you? I have plenty of evidence for this too, as I'm sure you do. I actually think preparing your empty nest is an awesome time to practice these mindfulness skills. It's so easy for your thoughts to just run amok. Especially because when kids leave for school, they're going into an unknown. It's something that they don't know, and it's something that you don't know. It's so interesting because it's a time in their life where you don't know their friends, you don't know their schedule, you don't know the campus. You don't know their routines. You just really don't know what's going on. And some kids don't respond to texts. Some kids are harder to get in touch with. Some kids ignore their parents' calls. So again, there's more unknown, which is why I think it's such a great time to practice your mindfulness skills so you don't, again, freak yourself out. Your kid will be making new friends, having new responsibilities, experiencing things that have nothing to do with you. So it's totally understandable that you might be a little unnerved by this, let alone what an empty nest means for you at home. That's the whole other piece to empty nest. Thinking about what happens when your little birdie leaves the nest and thinking about what that nest means, empty. Once you have a really clear understanding of the power of your thoughts, though, that they're optional, it's a whole new ballgame. Thoughts are only sentences in your brain, sentences in your mind. Thoughts create your feelings, not circumstances. A circumstance is a fact. A circumstance is something that happens. It's out of your control. It's not that your kid moving out is creating your anxiety. It's what you make that mean. That's what's creating your anxiety. As I said, thoughts are optional. You could have 10 parents in a room with a kid leaving, a kid moving out, and 10 parents would have 10 different thoughts about what they make that mean. 
and ultimately different feelings and a different result about the whole experience. It really is what you make it mean that creates your feelings. It's so powerful, right? It's all about your awareness of what's going on up there and deciding how you want to feel about this transition on purpose. You have way more control than you think. After you teach those life lessons to your kid, you can't control what happens next. You can only share information and teach skills. Then you have to practice trust. You have to practice managing your thoughts. Trust is also a feeling. How do you feel about trust? You think a thought that creates the feeling, something like, I know my kid cares about doing the right thing. How does that make you feel? The idea is that you can manage your emotions so that you're happier, so that you're more at peace, so that you're more at ease. You want to actively create feelings that are more in line with how you want to feel going forward into this new normal. All you have to do is think thoughts that create better feelings, but you have to do it on purpose. Here are some thoughts that have worked for my clients. I've been a great mom. I know I've raised a great kid. I'm learning to trust my kid's instincts to do the right thing. Sometimes I worry, and that's okay. These thoughts do not create panic. They do not create anxiety. Instead, when you think thoughts like these, you're likely to feel calm and confident. So good to know, right, that you have more power than you think. Here are four tips that I've summarized to help you when you notice that you're not feeling that great about the whole emptiness thing. Tip number one, think about all of the important things you want to talk to your kid about and find time to do it. You don't want to be wasting energy and time with all of this stuff swirling around in your mind, creating fear and other unpleasant emotions. Tip number two, remember that it's not your kid that's making you sad or even the fact that he moved out and went to college that's making you sad. You feel sad or have mixed emotions because of your thoughts about your kid leaving and what you're making it mean. If you're making it mean that the best part of your life is over, you probably won't feel that great. (laughs) Thoughts create feelings. Tip number three, decide how you want to feel about this transition of your kid going away to school. Yes, actually decide with intention. You don't have to feel sorry for yourself. Let's say you want to feel excited for him or her. Then imagine what you would have to think to feel excited. You actually think what you would have to think to feel excited. Personally, I want to think that I can't wait for him to experience what it's like to live away at college. That makes me feel excited. That's exactly how I want to feel, excited for my kid to have these experiences. Tip number four, pause and notice your pride. I know you feel it. (laughs) It's there. Sometimes at the surface, sometimes a bit deeper down. But you're so incredibly proud of your kid. You know how important this milestone is. You know that one of the markers of amazing parenting is the ability of your kid to become successful, contributing adult. Someone who shows up, someone who works hard, someone who has goals, someone who makes a difference. 
This really is their time to grow, just like it's your time to let them grow. Raising an independent kid is what it's all about, even if you have to remind yourself now and again. As far as you being here with me, thank you. Being a woman in the middle is the best place to be. And we midlife gals in the middle of the whole empty nest thing, we have to stick together. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. I would love to hear what you thought too, so how about leaving me a review on iTunes? I know it's a bit of extra effort, but there's a reward. First, you'll know deep in your heart that you made this midlife gal smile. Also, I'll be doing a draw over the next few weeks for 10 lucky reviewers to win a free hour of coaching. Just go to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com forward slash iTunes for totally simple instructions for how to leave your iTunes review. And good luck. You might be the lucky winner of some free coaching. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Music